guys, and welcome to the newest episode of Be Hero Presents, the Bump Guard Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Brian, and as always with me is my tag partner, Psycho. How are we doing tonight, Psycho? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you, you changed it up a little bit there. Interesting. You know, yeah. I'm, as always, your co-host. So, <laughs> I, I like it. Well, seemingly, I don't think we've ever done an episode without you as my co-host, so. No, no, we have not, and that would be weird. I think it's far more likely that I do an episode without you, I guess, because of certain guests. Yeah, there are certain ones that I will not join you for, so. But that, with that all being said, sorry that we uh, haven't been able to uh, do a couple episodes the last couple of weeks. We have been very busy uh, over the last few weeks. In fact, we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the stuff we've been doing. And as you guys can hear... Uh, my voice is barely coming back to me. It was pretty much gone for two days because uh, we were, like I said, super busy this last couple of weeks with a lot of stuff. Um, over the last two weeks, I think I ended up having, I think I estimated it earlier, is like 16 matches. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. yeah I, I don't envy you, actually, a little bit because... I'm sure it was fun and all that, but I'm sure you're beat up and tired. Uh, very much so. And in fact, I only won one match through that whole time. Um, and in that one win, I... Uh, wait, did I win in the show? <laughs> Might be two. But in the one I won over uh, last weekend, uh, the only reason I won is because it was by disqualification. So I ended up getting hit with a chair anyways. So really, <laughs> really wasn't much of a win. Ugh. But that with being said, guys, oh. let's go ahead and talk about what we've done over the last couple of weeks. So, to start with, DCW Controlled, which was a huge hit. Thank you guys for everyone that showed up for that show. It was a great time at Trolley Square. Uh, we had the opportunity to have Chris uh, Adonis, formerly Chris Masters, there, as well as Kenny King. Uh, I got to sit down and talk with Kenny King a lot. Um, very good guy. Uh, you've met him, talked with him before. I've met him in the past. Uh, well, I actually had a, probably the longest opportunity of ever BSing with them was at this show. I it was just a good show all around. Uh, great fans as always. And then we followed up that with the following Monday. Where, wait, hold on, hold on. wait, wait, back up. I want to talk about your show a little bit. Control. Oh, uh, yeah. Reason over it too quickly. So obviously, you know, uh, you you mentioned that you had had talked with Kenny King. You know, and you mentioned that I had I had talked with him and been on shows with him before too, and I've actually been in the ring with him and and wrestled him. Mm -hmm. So, um, did you bring me up? No. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what did you guys talk about? Uh, we talked about a variety of different things. Um, also, uh, Frankie, who's uh, promoter in uh, Florida was also there, who I also had a mm -hmm. chance to talk with a lot. Um, but with Kenny, we talked about a couple different things. Um, one, one of the last times he was out here, my 10-year-old daughter was just born. She was only about three weeks old. And we were working a show together uh, for war. And uh, I mentioned to him, and I, I told him too, was like, you know, this is going to sound marky as all hell, but like, you were the first wrestler outside of me to hold my kid. And uh, Manny was also there, and he was giving me crap. 
But, you know, Kenny went on a whole thing. He's like, you know, I remember growing up talking, like, in the business, and people are always like, you know, don't be a mark. Don't take the shot. Don't take photos with these guys. Don't, you know, don't show, you know, that you like these guys, stuff like that. You know, treat them with, the, you know, the utmost respect. And, you know, if they want to take a photo with you, it's okay, but don't reach out to them, stuff like that. And he goes, but, man, I'll tell you what, like, thinking back on it and things like that, there are so many more photos I wish I would have had with Jay Briscoe or this guy or that guy that I'll never be able to have and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it kind of hit me there because, you know, when you were training me back in the day, that was one of the things is don't mark out to these guys, things like that. Um, but he's like, you know, it was some guy who just felt like it needed to be a rule that you can't mark out the people, but really there's no reason. Like some guys, will just not take it and you know and those guys just be respectful and be all right thank you for your time and walk away but most of the guys will be like sure oh by all means come over we'll take a picture of bs and little stuff we talked about that and then um and i think um real quick i i think that's also it's times have changed right it's mm -hmm. it's a different different era from when from when i started and kind of what i passed out and everything is that i i was kind of brought up that it's like hey you know, don't, you know, you're not a fan now, right? You're not, don't mark out, you know, over, over the, the name guys that you're working with and whatnot. So, and I kind of regret it too, because, you know, I never got a picture with John Cena when he uh -huh. wrestled main event in my first show and I trained with him, never went up to him. I, I saw other guys, you know, going up and taking pictures with them and they have pictures with, with these guys, but I, I have very few pictures with, with a lot of the guys um like i have a picture with jimmy snooker and i have a picture um with um gosh uh very very few guys actually now that i think about it and i, I kind of wish that i would have gotten pictures um more with them but i actually don't have any with anybody any names um of any variety uh Outside of like Nav and Michelle, of course. Sure. But sure. It's a little bit different because like we all became friends, right? Right. Right. And, um, but going back with Kenny, like talking with him, uh, we also talked about a, uh, a trainee who, uh, I had taken under my wing and he had stepped away for his own personal reasons, but decided to come back at that show and was wanting to get back in the ring and everything else. So I had talked with them and then, he talked to Kenny and then Kenny and I were talking about him and man, Kenny is such a great guy. Like Kenny gave both me and him, his own personal information, the contact with him with. Um, so I've talked with Kenny a few different times about other stuff. And uh, Kenny has reached out to this kid, not the kid reaching out to him. He reached out to the kid to check on him. It's like, Hey, have you started going to training? Yet? Stuff like that. And I know he has because he told me he had. And things like that. So, like, out of some of the people I've met, man, like, Kenny King is straight up one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, very humble. And yeah. he's just a good dude. Yeah, he was he was really nice. Gosh, it would have been uh, the last time. Uh, let's see. When, when I met Kenny, it was, like, right off. He was, like, right out of Tough Enough um, off of being off of that show. And... Uh, we had a, we hit it off pretty good right away. He seemed, he was like really down to earth then. 
and he's only had more success since then, mm-hmm. you know, with Ring of Honor and everything that he's done. Um, I, I kind of, it's one of my fondest memories though, like, uh, wrestling him. We were, we wrestled for, uh, um, Power Omega Wrestling and, uh, we were in a battle royal together and we were the last two guys. And I ended up, I, he ended up putting me over by, I, I eliminated him with a, he had me up in a power bomb and I hurricane ronned him over the top rope. And it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool memory that I have of, of, of being in there with Kenny King and Kenny was so gracious. Every time I've seen him, you know, he, he's, he probably wouldn't recognize me now because like, I don't have the green hair anymore so i'd probably not even be recognizable but uh yeah it was uh it was always good times being around kenny he's a good dude man uh and chris was really nice too um <laughs> I, i've we've met chris a couple of times uh and uh, i was happy to, to see that he remembered who i was from the last time he was here because he'd spent a six months staying with us a war where he was our champion um uh Spoiler a little bit. Uh, Chris Adonis is currently the Devotion uh, Heavyweight Champion. So, he, he, you know what? You know what I find interesting about that uh, is that he had won the War Heavyweight Title, and now he's won you know the Devotion Championship Heavyweight Title. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. That a name like that, you know, that's wrestled for WWE and and uh, you know NWA and and all of that, and He's won two Utah championships, right? Right. It's like I I would love to hear how that all came together, because um, <laughs> that that just to me is like that's a trivia question right there. The answer to a trivia question. Yeah, some bar trivia question. Uh, yeah. One of the interesting things though was uh, Brett Buffet, who was a former champion, had posted a, a picture of um, himself when he was like sixteen. Uh, meeting Chris for the first time and then him working against Chris, right? Mm-hmm. I laughed and I talked to Brett about this after. The picture he has is uh, from Fan X, uh, the second Fan X. I think it might even actually the second Comic Con because it used to be uh, Solid Comic Con and then Fan X mm-hmm. would do later. Sure. Um, that War was actually at doing the shows and War actually brought Chris in and that was the show that, the following, because that was on a Saturday. The following Sunday is the show that Chris won the title at. <laughs> so <laughs> it all comes full circle, man. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, it was a really good show. Uh, again, crowd was amazing. Crowd's always amazing. And uh, I'll talk more about the crowd here in a little bit when we get to later on that week. Um, oh. Monday, we did uh, Raw here in SmackDown, or here in Salt Lake. Raw was here, which we had uh, several of our guys backstage. At Raw, and then a lot of our guys were out and around building, handing out flyers, and selling tickets, and things like that. Uh, it was it was a good time out there too. I uh, got to see some uh, old faces I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, so yeah, all who, did, in all, who, who did you see? I can you name drop? Uh, nobody like the nobody. Nobody big. that okay. No no wrestlers. No, nah, well no, there was a few wrestlers, just nobody big. <laughs> so. so okay I, w- I won't make a joke on here that i won't speculate here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that we did raw um several of the guys went to watch it i didn't i was actually not feeling that great that day so i didn't even get to watch the show per se 
Um, I did watch bits of it back, um, specifically where some of our guys were involved as security and things like that. So yeah, I know, like I was there live um, at the show, um, watching up up above, um, and uh, I I saw Manny and Brett uh, yep. as security there, uh, you know, breaking up uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and and Seth Rollins and that whole thing. I immediately Manny, spotted him. Manny was on there twice. What's that? Manny was in there twice. Oh yeah, he was helping Ricochet to the back or in the back after he got jumped. Right, right. So. Yes, yes. So, yep. So that happened. Um, yeah. Who else was backstage? Do you know? Uh, I believe Solo was backstage, and I one other one. I can't remember who it was. Um, but it wasn't Bud. <laughs> Uh, like, one other one that one other one is going to be listening it's like dude yeah I know <laughs> you forgot me uh, some I, other guy I'm very tired remember I said something what did I say earlier like We're, 15 16 you're going to get hit up by one of those wrestlers that you met outside the building too that you're like no one big someone's going to take offense to that probably <laughs> uh, oh. well reach out to me on my social medias Mike Burke DCW <laughs> yep, send, on Facebook send all your hate mail yes <laughs> it's not me this time oh, um, yeah I uh, I thought it what what you saw you said you watched some of the show from home what like uh, what did you think of the show uh, the show was fine um, Ron Smackdown actually been uh, hitting it really well lately uh, even and NXT as well like they're all just like hitting on all cylinders lately because i i thought it was actually a really strong show actually it was i haven't watched raw in like gosh i can't even remember the last raw i watched from beginning to end um like it's probably been years to be honest (laughs) um like i think gosh the last raw i actually remember because it's three hours you know that's a lot to sit through uh i think the last raw i remember watching might have been uh, it might have been the last time that Raw was here in Salt Lake before the pandemic. I don't remember. Maybe. Um, or, or like right before the pandemic. Uh, but I thought it was a strong show. I actually thought the story that they were telling with uh, Kevin Owens and and uh, Sami Zayn and, and uh, Jey Uso mm-hmm. and and um, oh, um, and Cody Rhodes. I thought all of that was really really well done throughout the show and i thought the matches were actually pretty good uh so it flew by it did not feel like three hours to me uh so that's a good sign and i i i gotta tell you i could not believe how over jay uso is and with, oh, yeah. that, with that crowd like the whole bloodline storyline has made jay uso yes yeah totally has um and, and not just jay like you look at some of right, the no. people like Raw and SmackDown both, and again NXT, like they're they're hitting on all cylinders. I know you don't watch the weeklies, but like they have been making great stories over the last probably about a year now of stuff. And then like this one, like when you asked me if I watched it, I'm like, yeah, I watched a little bit of it, and it was good. It was good relative to the ones that have been going on because they've all been on fire so much lately. It's hard to say that one was better than the other. Um, SmackDown, the SmackDown beforehand when uh, The Rock came back, 
Yeah. That was huge for what was going on. Um, but again, like the storylines right now at the WWE are just nailing it, man. They have exactly been hitting what they need to. And the stuff they're doing with uh, like Chad Gable and Gunther, the stuff they've been doing with, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Drew McIntyre, all of that stuff. It's just been on fire, man. Yeah, I, I think that was kind of my knock the last time WWE was here. They did uh, SmackDown here, and I went to that as as well. Uh, and I liked it before, but like it, they still had the Bloodline storyline going and stuff, and it was Sami Zayn in the group. And I liked it, but it seemed like nothing progressed. Like it was a throwaway show type thing. And this one actually felt like, okay, this was this was a something that moved the story forward. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I really like is when the stories when something actually happens, you know, here that that is so much more interesting to watch than just some random matches and nothing happening. And it's like, okay, well, we'll not gonna we're not gonna remember this. Yeah, I w- I think I will remember uh, the story that's going on right now with that. So yeah, the bloodline stories actually made a lot of of guys. If you think about you know it got Sami Zayn more over. Even Kevin Owens is red hot right now. Uh, uh, you know the you know Jey Uso solo is getting made into into a star. Uh, you know it's it's helping Cody Rhodes. It's helping. I mean, you got all of these guys that's benefiting from just being around that story. And it's it's kind of beautiful to watch, you know, that it's giving the rub to so many. And it's it's not like like uh, when you had the NWO in WCW, I just want to mention it because it's kind of similar, like with the bloodline, you know, the NWO feel to it. However, after a while, like nobody was getting nobody else was getting the rub. It was all about the NWO putting themselves over yep. over and over and over again. Really, the only the only two guys that really benefited from the NWO storyline that weren't in the group, I guess, were like Sting and DDP. And DDP. Yeah, those are the ones that really got made. Yep. And Sting was already <clears throat> over, you know, it just kind of gave him that top guy billing, I guess, you know. Yep. But, but yeah, the I'm loving the Bloodline storyline, and it could keep going, uh, you know, if it keeps doing what it's doing. So I'm loving it. Yep. And then uh, following that, at least for me, um, my work, because I also do computer programming on as my day-to-day job, um, we had a, a big old conference. So I had to do conference stuff for Tuesday and then Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we were at Salt Lake's Fanex. And we were wrestling multiple times during that show. I also did a lot of ring announcing and talking with people. Um, we did some uh, tryouts. So we had some people get in the ring to see what they felt like about getting into business. That, that was one thing um, that I noticed every time I stopped over. Because I was at Fanex too. Just uh, I wasn't over there all the time and I wasn't doing the wrestling. Um, but uh, every time I stopped over there, something was going on in the ring. A tryout or... Mm-hmm you know, part of a show or, or whatnot. Uh, I, w- you know, I wish I would have been able to, to stop over more often, but um, for, for most of the time, my son was kind of dictating our schedule. And so I, I stayed for as long as he would, he would uh, 
allow. Be okay. Yeah, exactly. Really. <laughs> but let's be honest. As long as he would allow it. Right. And so it's like, oh, we're here for uh, 10 minutes. Time to go again. Yeah, we had, I, I want to say we had somewhere in the range of about 50 to 60 tryouts over the three days. So we That's had 50 to 60 people get in the ring to try out wrestling to see what it was like. Um, today was the first day of training since then. And I know personally, I've had a couple of different people reach out to me about the training stuff. I know at least two of them made it there, plus three more who reached out to me. Um, so I'm not sure how many made awesome. it to the training today. I'm hoping we get a good batch of people that come and stay. It was a great time. Um, lots of shows. Crowd reaction was phenomenal. And FanX is not directly like our crowd. Like, I mean, it's not our crowd. It's not really mm-hmm. our demographic per se. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't of, say that, but it's casuals, right? For the most yeah, part. Yeah. Or I you mean, find, or you find the closet wrestling fans, right? That they love wrestling secretly, you know. But they, I couldn't tell you how many times I was talking to somebody out there, and I'm like. Hey, you guys a big fan of wrestling? He goes, oh, I used to be when I was a kid or something like that. I'm like, well, now is the time, man, to get back in, into it with AEW, with WWE, how hot they are. Plus, you have local wrestling, like what we have and things like that. And we talk wrestling stuff. And um, we still want to for the next show, which is going to be huge. So it it was a great time. Great time meeting the fans. Uh, we probably had, well, FanX in general. Uh, by Saturday, had over 140,000 people at it. And we had people coming in and out uh, 140,000 where we were at the whole time. We were constantly doing something. Uh, we had the um, cast of Netflix's Tiger King join yeah. us in the ring for uh, a little bit to do some stuff. Like, it was an amazing time at FanX this year. I was super happy we got to do it, and uh, I'm happy, or I'm excited to do it again next year. Uh, I say that knowing that I'm done, I'm tired, my voice is all <laughs> but gone, but I'm excited to do it again. It was so much fun, and more importantly, man, with how the crowd reacted to a lot of our guys and how our guys worked the crowd on a crowd that is not our normal fan and still got them to cheer or boo them and got so much great reaction. I was so proud of our guys because most of the guys we have, most of the guys that were there, guys and gals that were there have been in the business less than two years and being able to put a card together in like five minutes before we're supposed to go out there, have those guys pretty much throw a match together without calling most of it on the fly still getting the crowd reaction, uh, really not having any botches or anything like that. Nobody got hurt happily um, outside of me tweaking my shoulder. Uh, and just having such a great time, man. I could not be prouder than I was for those guys, man. Uh, it was such a great time. And like there were times, too, where we were super shorthanded. Uh, Friday night, uh, it got down to like two shows left for us to do by the night was over and there was five workers that that i mean that completely explains why i kept getting asked by everybody when are you coming back you know and then so well was uh you know so well see me it's like you ready to get in there we need you mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah it, it was so it was it, it got pretty hard to deal with on summit but it's because a lot of our guys are also doing other opportunities right mm-hmm. um that Friday, Manny was SmackDown, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We had 
three of our guys and a ref that were going to work a lucha show they were getting paid for. And then two of those guys right after that were going down to IZW to go work with Nav in uh, Phoenix. And uh, so, you know, I'm not going to get too upset with these guys taking these paid opportunities and going to further their career. It just made us really hard for us. But man, did these guys and gals step up, man. Like I could not be more proud of the crew we have there and everything. It was so good. So good, man. And again, the crowd reaction we had there, I I think in a few of the matches, we probably had over a thousand people watching us. And just listening to the crowds, uh, boo, uh, boo you or cheer you or what have you, um, it was fantastic, man. It was such a good time. I say that now, knowing I actually finally was able to sleep. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> during you know, the time, I'm like, I want this to be over. <laughs> I honestly don't know which was more tiring for me. You know, when when I do the fandex, and that used to exhaust me. Right. And, and then, you know, having to load the ring and unload it, you know, right after and everything like that. But. uh, But walking around for three days, like like nonstop, like wore me out, too, especially with my four year old, you know, going around like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Like when I went on Friday by myself, um, I was not as worn out on that day when it was just me now granted i sat for three panels you know which were pretty good i I got to see the cast from scream um that was a really good time you know when you're working fanex you know with the wrestling you never get a chance to really experience fanex you know you don't get to go to any panels because you don't have the time you might have 15 minutes here or there you know to go use the restroom get something to eat real quick and then you're back there working whether it's wrestling or promoting you know you can't you can't take that much time off to go enjoy something. Um, and so it was kind of nice from that standpoint to kind of go around and, and see some of the things and experience it. The second day uh, I had my son and that day, the first half of the day, I was loving it. We were going around taking pictures. My son was like, Oh, get a picture with that, you know, with that costume or get a picture with this costume. And I was like, he's loving this. And then by midday, it started to get it started to wear on me because all he wanted to do was the pirate ship at Fanex. <laughs> um, he wanted to do that over and over. We went to KidCon over there, okay, and it was like parent hell for me. Like it was like like he just wanted to like run around. He wouldn't listen. To everything it was the worst. Um, yeah. I I told my girlfriend, I said. On because she came on day three and I was like, "Do not go to KidCon." I was like, "Don't do it, <laughs> don't do it." But the day before, we had, and if my son ever listens to this when he gets older, he'll be mortified probably about the story I'm going to tell. But we're you'll get a kick out of this. Our viewers will get a kick out of this. So I'm telling it, listeners, not viewers. This is audio yes. podcast. Yes, listeners, our listening listeners. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> that was for you, Brian. Um, so I hate we're you on, so much. We're so we go to the pirate ship, okay? And he's having fun and everything, and I'm waiting for him to come off of the pirate ship. And uh, he uh, so 
the the guy that's operating it uh every so often he'd go on and say abandon ship you know because to let some new kids on right mm-hmm. so he does it and all the kids come out except for my son and i'm like what's going on and then you know the guy's in there for a while and i'm like this can't be good he's in there a while my son's not coming out maybe it's not wanting to come off or whatever so the guy comes back and he's like you better come in here and and get him and so i go in there i'm like okay i go in and get him my son emerges and he says i had an accident and he holds up his hand and there is crap all <laughs> over his hand <laughs> and it is Sorry for anyone that's eating while listening to this, but it is green, like psycho green. Okay. And it is all over his hand. And I'm like, the the guy that's operating the ride, he just looks at it and he's like, like, you could just see like his stomach dropping. Like, I better go in there and, fa- you know, see if there's a, you know, it's so I can clean it up, find this stuff. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I take him and I'm like, we better head to the bathroom now. Thankfully, I had to change of clothes, everything. Right. And we're we're going. And my son, like, I'm telling him, keep your hand down. Don't touch anything, everything. He's holding. He's, like, putting it up in the air and waving it like he doesn't care. Like, he's putting <laughs> it in the hand. And I'm like, put it down. Because I'm embarrassed. I don't want him to, like, show everybody that he just crapped and have a full-on panic. Right? And so, so we're going to the bathroom. And we're trying to, for some reason, it was our, uh, I, I wasn't as acquainted with where the nearest bathroom was. So I'm like trying to find in. We went the wrong way and have to go back. And he's I was waving say, in the air. A bathroom right next to where KidCon. I know. Is. Yeah. Well, well, the pirate ship is not next to KidCon. Oh. The pirate ship is all the way on the other end. Okay. So, but we're we go to the bathroom, and and while we're going there, his pants fall down because there's so much crap in his pants. And I'm like pulling him up. We get into a stall. Okay. So I can clean him up. Now. Okay, when we go in there, those stalls are not made for like there. It was like being in an, an in an airplane bathroom. Okay, <laughs> that's how tight they were, and I'm in there, nowhere to move. Right, um, I've put on some weight, so I there's no room for me. He's there. I'm sitting. I'm like cleaning off his hand and everything, wiping it. And okay, so listen to this. Okay, so. I'm wiping it with toilet paper and it's, you know, it's like so thick on, I can't get it with the toilet paper. It's on. I'm like, thankfully I have wet wipes, but I can't flush those. Uh, right. And so, so I, I get like the toilet paper uh, covers or the, sorry, the, the toilet covers. And I'm like wiping it with the wet wipe and I'm sticking like it in wrapping it up in the toilet seat covers. And I said, and I'm like, okay, I'll just throw these away when I'm done. And I put them on the back of the, the toilet seat i my girlfriend laughed at me when i got home because i used it was a brand new package of wipes and i used like half of it uh-huh. okay and uh-huh. i'm like because it's everywhere oh, I, pulled, I, I believe you i've done the same in the past i pull i pulled down his pants his legs were coated with this green stuff and it looked like i called him lizard man because <laughs> he looked like a lizard like green lizard okay it, um and so so i'm cleaning this up and there's nowhere to go i'm like to like really do a good job here i'm having to kneel on the ground on the bathroom and i'm like this is i'm my back's hurting because i have no space you know i was doing this 
and he keeps wanting to like touch my face with his hand and i'm like no and i'm freaking out like i can only imagine the people in the stalls next to us just laughing at hearing this go on like i'm freaking out because i'm a germaphobe and he's like wanting to touch my face he's like i want to love your face i'm like no don't touch me okay and so i'm cleaning this all up and by now the back of the toilet with the with the wipes in the toilet seat covers it's like three feet tall <laughs> and, and so we get it all clean up right and i get him i i like so i'm getting him clean clean clothes okay after i put his clothes and i was like okay we'll wrap that in the toilet seat cover and put it in his bag tried to stuff it in i'm like we're gonna have to clean that bag later we got a pouch for it. we'll figure this out and i'm and there's only apparently we had only packed one extra sock for him so he's only got one extra sock so his other foot is bare on the ground and so we're cleaning up and i put his shoes on and there's there's crap on the floor like new crap like i cleaned cleaned up and everything and it's there it's like where did that come from it's on the bottom of his shoes and it's on the bottom of his shoes i'm like no so i'm like trying to clean that off and everything and i was like we can't track this through the place. I got, I'm doing a, trying to do a good job, but it's in like the crevices of his bottom of his shoes. Uh-huh. And so I'm cleaning that up as best I can. I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we have to leave now. So any other plans, <laughs> we have to go home. We took tracks up. So we have to go. <laughs> so there's not a good way to do that. So we, it's like, we'll go to tracks. We'll, you know, you'll just wear the one sock, put the shoes on. We'll go to track. We'll get home. And before we get in the car, I'm going to have you take those shoes off so that you don't track it in the car, right? And we'll we'll get home. We'll figure it out. Well, so as we're about to leave the stall and everything, I look back at this three foot tall and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to like pick this up in my arms and carry this to the bathroom and hold, and have him so he doesn't run off and my everything. So... I feel really bad for whoever went in there next. And I feel really bad for who had to clean that up. There was still crap on the floor and there's three feet tall of, of toilet, uh, toilet seat covers wrapped in the, you know, with the wipes in there of crap in there. We hightailed it out that we washed our hands. We got, and I had to soak his shoes in the, in the sink to try to like get it off and everything. I carried him for as long as I could carry him out of there so fast. And then I was like, I can't carry you. So you're going to have to put these shoes on. We'll have to get home. Yeah. And that, and that was the plan. Oh my gosh. I was traumatized. And, and my girlfriend was laughing so hard when I told her this. <laughs> and Hearing this story. It's because yeah. it didn't happen to her. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That was worth listening to this whole episode just for that story, guys. Um, um in in the future uh something that we ended up having to start doing with the, the girls because we had a, a similar incident in the uh mm-hmm. going out to a place like that um we 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 take uh like smith bags like grocery bags yep I... and then put them in the bags with us when we have a change of clothes just so we had a place to put like the other mm-hmm. clothes and stuff like yeah. that you know hindsight being 2020 it's like I yeah we I should have done that I thought you know I thought I was prepared until I wasn't okay (laughs) so there there are some things that you can just never prepare yourself for 
your yeah. son crapping himself inside of a giant pirate ship is definitely not one that would have been on well, the list. And then the next day we had to go back and he wanted to go back to the pirate ship. And I'm like, they probably have your picture up saying he's not allowed in here. Like, like I'm like, I'd be embarrassed to show my face. So when we went back to the pirate ship, because he wanted to go back on it. And I was like, it's this, I, I noticed it's the same guy working. I'm like, if he sees us together, he's going to put two and two together. He's going to remember. Right. So I had my girlfriend take him. I was like, there's so many kids. He might forget the kids face or maybe with somebody else, like a mother, you know, it won't put two and two together. But if he sees <laughs> us together. So I stayed away and I let her to go take him because I was like, I was mortified. I do not want them to look up and see us again and, and be like, no. Um, <laughs> How do you follow that? There are no words, bro. No words. <laughs> We're shutting um, it down. No. <laughs> no words. So, with all that being said, what an interesting weekend it was. <laughs> um, it was a great time, though. Uh, but something else did happen during this week as well that we wanted to talk about. Yes. And uh, it's one of the sadder things that could happen, and that was in the WWE having a large amount of uh, talent releases. And some of them were quite surprising. So we're going to kind of go through those real yeah. quick uh, to end tonight's thing. But again, before we go on, I want to thank everybody that came up to us. I want to thank all the fans who came up to us, uh, came up to me specifically at the con, mentioning that they listened to uh, Be Hero in general, whether it's Bump Card or Slightly Agitated or what have you. Uh, and then to all the new listeners we got from there, I hope you guys are listening. Uh, and if this is the first episode, I'm sorry. We don't <laughs> always talk about crap, but, you know, it happens. Crap uh, happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you guys all for coming to see us and saying hi. So, all right. So, let's go I've ahead got and go. I've pulled up. As do I. So, um, let's save the yep. big one. So... The one that I have pulled up first, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he asked for his release, I think it was like last year or the year before. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not terribly surprised with it. Um, I am a little bit, though, because he started having a nice run going on in NXT recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am a little surprised that they were getting rid of him at this point. Now, well, because he was no- supposed to face for a championship. On NXT uh, against uh, um, Dominic, right? No. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, right? yes, yes. Um, but before I go on, we go on too far on yeah. this. I want to remind everyone: uh, this is a result of the uh, Endeavor stuff that just recently happened with the merger, the, the merger between UFC and uh, WWE um, and their new company. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Endeavor. Uh, uh well Endeavor bought it but they formed a new company called TKO. That's right. That's right. So and that, this is all as a result of this. Um which is ironic cuz they go off and release a large amount of uh talent but they pick up Jay, Jade Cargill who started her first day at the PC today. And they yeah, made a well, big old thing about it, so I think I think part of it is just you know, reward versus investment at this point. 
because and you mentioned Mustafa, you know, we met, we're just talking about Mustafa Ali and how it's not that surprising. I, I honestly think Mustafa Ali is a talented wrestler, a talented guy, but I think he had peaked with what they were going to do with him. Um, I honestly, when they when they had him leading that stable um, that he was a part of retribution. I, yeah, I, I honestly think I was surprised that he was getting that kind of a push. Because I just thought he was smaller, you know, he not the guys that would typically get pushed in WWE. Well, he he had a bit of a an interesting demographic that would follow him, right? Like he was always kind of like mid um on sales. He was always a little higher than mid on like the way people reacted with him and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and he was always just a great worker and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a guy that kind of play in a different bunch of sandboxes um when he moved down to nxt he was getting a lot more uh looks on him he was getting a lot more storyline stuff because people had more recognition from being in the main roster for a long time do you uh, do you where do you see him like going or do you think he's done wrestling i don't know if he's done wrestling um i can see him going somewhere he's extremely talented not just in the ring but in his promo and character work uh they can give him almost anything or they gave him like tons of different varieties of things and he worked with it and made it watchable something that you want to see right i uh, and with that kind of personality i could see him i i see him more likely going to like impact or roh that, that's what i was gonna say than AEW because I just don't think he fits that kind of system per mm-hmm. se. But I think Impact's actually a really good spot for him. Yeah, I, I would say Impact if I had to guess if he ends up somewhere. Um, the the next guy, Rick Boogs. Uh, Boogs. <laughs> uh, I know you liked this guy. I I honestly didn't see a lot in him. I thought he was kind of a one-trick pony, to be honest, but... Uh, he he entertained me a lot with a lot of stuff he was doing, especially when he was with uh, Nakamura. Yeah, that was kind of his highlight, right? Yeah. With uh, Pat McAfee really jamming out to them playing together. Well, he uh, two WrestleManias ago, he was in a tag match at WrestleMania with him and Nakamura against the Brawling Brutes. Um, and when he got injured and he was out mm. for almost a year... Uh, which was at his high point, and he was really over then, too. Uh, but he never was able to get back on there. Now, he has come out to say he thinks the reason he was let go was more to uh, backstage politics, because he felt like when Triple H was in charge, that he didn't get the push he was getting when McMahon was in charge. And it might be true, because you know, McMahon's such a big guy uh, fan that mm-hmm. that would make little sen- or a, a bit more sense. But Triple H kind of gives everybody the opportunity to get themselves over, essentially, yeah. to prove themselves. And if Triple H didn't think that you were doing well enough by stuff what he saw, there might be something to it. Right. That being said, I can see him having a decent enough run in AEW, but again, I see more impact for him. Yeah, I, I would see... Like, honestly, I see him either going to impact or I, I just see him kind of working indies. Yeah. Like, I don't know... I, I don't know what the ceiling is for him. He might have peaked already with what he kind of did. Um, I mean, 
I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, I, I always wish the best for guys. You know, I, I hate to see people's careers come to an end or anything like that. Um, if he wants to keep working and he wants to keep it, you know, if he's serious about improving, then uh, then he'll end up somewhere. Yep. And if not, you know, then uh, then he'll do something else. Yep. Um, next one was Aliyah. 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 Yes, Aliyah. Yeah. Uh, she was one that kind of bounced around a while. She was on NXT for a long time. Was Was she the one that was on Ninja Warrior? No, that was oh. uh, uh. Katana Chance is her name now. Oh, okay. uh, Katie Canzaro is her actual name. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Sorry, and, I got those two confused. Yeah, she's still tagging right now. So, um, oh. and they're a great women's tag team. They're probably one of the best female tag team that's in the company right now. Um, oh. But uh, Aaliyah, like I said, she was kind of uh, a good NXT one, but she was always kind of like. When you're talking about like women workers, you've got like the, the big ones like uh, Becky and Charlotte and so on and so forth. And then as you're going down the list, like you're like, oh yeah, and then there's Aaliyah. That was always the kind of thing, right? And uh, she always kind of fell in the background. So I'm not terribly surprised that I let her go. Oh, no. um, I would love to see her go over to uh, AEW and work on the female roster on that side. I think she has enough talent that she can do well over there. Um, I don't see her doing a long title run per se, or even going with like a TBS championship, but I can see her having a lot of good work with some of the people over there. Um, like with sky blue or uh, Julia Hart, or like having the great storyline stuff with them. I think, I think she just needs to keep, keep getting experience, you know, keep working wherever she can. Whether it's the Indies or Ring of Honor or NWA or you know or wherever it may be, I think if she gets a little bit more experience, I think she'll she'll do a little bit better, and she'll end up somewhere. Yeah. Um. So then we got Elias. Yeah, Elias is an interesting one. Um, he was a, a guy who kind of fell in and out all the time, like he kind of just flowed. Uh, whether he was on TV or not. Um, I'm not terribly surprised I let him go. Uh, he's one I could see not sticking around in any company if he chose to after the way that WWE has treated him. But if he was to stay, I could see him working a new gimmick in Impact. Yeah. So, I, I or MLW, possibly. I think MLW would be a good place for him as well. Maybe. I could see Impact. I can't really see him in AEW. I don't think they'd pick him up right now. Um, I think his biggest downfall, because I think his character work was probably some of the best stuff he did. And, oh, and yeah. at one point, it was really hot. And he was he felt like it was going to move on to something bigger. Um, but I, I just don't think he was a strong enough worker in the ring, you know, to kind of back up the the push he was getting. At, at some point, but that's just my own personal um, observation. But uh, you know, he seems like a good guy, and I, I you know, I, I hope he ends up somewhere. Yeah, you know, and gets repackaged. I think he will. I, I think he's got an opportunity. Um, he has the charisma to do just about any gimmick. 
Um, and I, the stuff I remember seeing with his, his work, his work was fine. Um, he was a great bump dummy for a lot of guys. I don't know. It always seemed like there was some, but something lacking in him. Not that he didn't have like, like, cause his promo skills were fine. Uh, even better than fine. Like they were really good. Uh, mm-hmm. his in work was fine. Uh, his character work was fine. I just don't know. It was always something just slightly missing for him mm-hmm. from that gimmick. Right. And it might be like the gimmick itself was just not, it was not a likable gimmick, but it wasn't a gimmick that you could really hate either, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that might have been the biggest downfall for him is he was stuck with a gimmick he couldn't really do much with. Uh, in fact, he got more over when he was doing his Ezekiel gimmick where it was his brother kind yeah. of thing than he did with the Elias gimmick. Yeah. Um, we'll see where he ends up, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think he will end up somewhere, though. Yeah. Um, so then you've got Riddick Moss. I honestly, I don't really, he doesn't, he didn't really stand out to me that much. Yeah, he did that one run as Mad Cat Moss going, doing stuff with, uh, yeah, yeah. Corbin and didn't he get injured too? I, I don't remember. No, I don't remember. Um, but he kind of fell out after that storyline was over. And they try to do something with him and I think it was Emma, uh, who also has just been released as well again. Um, and the edition never played again. They never could catch that lightning in the ball from because he was hot. He was very hot by the end of that uh, storyline that they did with him and Corbin. And they could just never get it. And. I don't know. I don't think it was anything with him. I just don't think that they had anything for him after that storyline was really over for him to sink his teeth into. I think he's got something, but I think again, I think he'll be an impact because um, he's just not that AEW kind right. of worker, right? And uh, we might as well talk about Emma that you just brought up. Uh, you've you've done a show with her. um as well um i actually you know that one it's not surprising but at the same time like she's a fantastic worker i feel i love i've always liked emma as far as her in-ring work and her her overall look and even even her promos really i i think she was really over at one point Mm -hmm. i just think wwe never really they never really knew what to do with her or they never were really serious about pushing her. I know that I've heard that she has attitude problems, you know, and different things like that. And so that might've held her back. Um, That's really the only thing I can think of is just, you know, they, they couldn't get behind her for whatever reason or, or, you know, her attitude held her back. Uh, But I, I believe she's going to end up somewhere and she could end up in AEW. I, I think AEW would be a good spot for her. She's got a very similar character when she's working her heel character as like Britt Baker, right? Mm-hmm. They're very similar in that aspect. So I think she could do well there. And again, you're right. She's a great worker. Um, we had her on a, a war show and, you know, she worked the crowd while she was great in there with Kelly Klein. Uh, there was some issues in the back. Uh, but all in all, everything was fine. And I think that she could do really well in Impact, or sorry, uh, AEW, that's what the way she wanted to go. 
Um, I could also see her uh, going to the NWA as well. Yeah. And doing something with well, them. She was in NWA right. before she went back to WWE. So mm-hmm. she'd always go back there. Sure. So she'll end up somewhere. Yeah. She's too talented not to. Um, so the next one, Top Dollar. <laughs> this is this is one, it's interesting because they kept the other member of Hit Row. The other two. Oh, the other two. So obviously they see something in them, but not in top dollar what what are your thoughts here um top dollar is not a surprising one for me uh his work was never clean uh really the only thing that was notable about him especially when they did the bright the bring him up to the main roster stuff was how much crap michael cole gave them or gave him specifically so I think he could do fine on the indies if he chose to do it that way. Um, but he needs a lot of cleanup and probably an update to his gimmick. Um, he never was appealing to me whatsoever. So I'd, I'd like to see him do something new. Uh, but I think something like uh, MLW and like do a storyline with him and Juicy or ROH uh, and doing something in there. Uh, I think those would be a great place for somebody like Top Dollar if, again, he's able to rework his gimmick and go something a little differently that works with his size. Yeah, I I mean, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on Top Dollar. Um, I, I was never really drawn to him one way or the other. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's talk about Shelton Benjamin. All righty. That one, it's not terribly surprising because he's been kind of around forever. You know, he got released, you know, for a bit and then got brought back. He's super talented. Yeah. And any roster would be, you know, lucky to have him um, because he's a he's he's just that good of a worker. I I honestly think the one drawback that he's always had is his promos. Um, And if he could get a mouthpiece, like he was always the best. Like when he was uh, in the world's greatest tag team with Kurt Angle and everything, and he had Kurt there to do promos or he had Paul Heyman there to do promos, like he was at his best. Yeah. Um, Uh, When he was doing, when they were doing uh, the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. With uh, MVP working yeah. as the mouthpiece, they, it was great there, and that was in, like the most recent run for him. Yeah, I think if he can get a mouthpiece, he'd excel anywhere. Like AEW might pick him up. He could go to Impact. You know, Ring of Honor would be I, a I, great place for him. I think Impact and like the X Division area is a great spot for Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is getting up there in age. He's right. about my age. So uh, he he's starting to get up there. So I don't know how much more of that kind of style he would want to work, per se. Um, but yeah, he he would do great in just about anywhere he he would go. You know uh, what? You know what would be a good spot for him is if he went if if Tony Khan picked him up for Ring of Honor and he was used as somebody to to work with the younger guys, mm-hmm. you know, that they wanted to move up or or whatnot, and he was kind of that ring general. 
to help the next generation get over. Kind of like a cheeseburger was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be, that would be a good spot for him. Mm -hmm. I think at this stage in his career. And then he could, and then, you know, when the time's up for him to hang it up, I could see him being a backstage agent or something like that, or somebody that would train new guys or whatnot. I could totally see him doing that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I can't even see him going to do uh, being an agent now for AEW, which is uh, something I think that they desperately need or some more quality agents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, good guy and, and, uh, yeah, he'll he'll land on his feet. Yeah. There's no doubt about that for me. They always seem to. Um So I see this next one, Daba Kato. Do you know uh, who this is? So uh he played the Commander Aziz character gimmick when um what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh he was doing the, the Nigerian prince gimmick. Uh, oh. Uh, but he came in and had Commander Aziz uh, as his guy. That's who that was. Uh, okay, okay. But the, he, he worked a couple of different gimmicks around. The fact that I don't really know who he is, like, kind of tells me, like, knows big surprise that he was released. I don't know enough about him to know if he's going to, you know, keep wrestling or if anyone's going to have interest in him. I don't know. That much about him him as well as a few of the other guys that were also released um they were picked up during that big um uh recruiting run that they did in india mm-hmm. uh about four years ago yeah and that kind of brings me to my next guy mansoor uh mansoor yep mansoor was probably actually the highlight of all of that and he was great uh the maximum male model stuff that they did with him and mace who's also on this list yeah um they were fantastic as a tag team doing that gimmick like it, it's a stupid gimmick right totally idiotic uh but they ran with it and made it like something and i could totally see mansoor uh excel in uh impact um or uh mlw or uh gcw even uh somewhere like there that has a, a big fan of high flying people um, that haven't really made a name yet. I I, I think they could do huge, or he could do huge in there. And if him and uh, Mace end up tagging, continuing a tag team, I think that they would do great uh, in Impact or even in AEW if they wanted to move over there. They would probably have to do something outside of the uh, maximum male models. But I they had a lot of great chemistry together. So yeah, um, Dana Brooke, she's one that's. Surprising and not at the same time. Right. Uh, she was kind of a, a stalwart jobber for the women's division for the last uh, near decade. Uh, it's been around, you know, everybody can beat her, but she always has a size to her that made you think that, like, maybe they'll be finally there. Like, it, any casual fan or anybody watching for the first time would see her and Becky Lynch. And she can go up against somebody like that and be like, oh, well, Becky actually beat someone with a lot more size to her. That makes Becky look better kind of scenario. Right. Anyone that's ever watched wrestling at all realizes that Becky was going to win from like the get go. But like for the new fans, it was an easy way to do that. And that's the kind of thing you want for a jobber. So it's, there's a there's a term for that jobber to the stars. Yeah. Right. You know, that somebody that would beat 
some lesser people just to keep, you know, make it look good when the stars would beat them. Yeah. Right. So um, she's been with the company for a decade, too. Yeah. So like she that's which is for a woman wrestler. That's an eternity. Yeah. Unless you're one of the established, established names. Um, I can see her, though, because she was a um, a power lifter and fitness person before getting into wrestling. Mm-hmm. I could see her not doing anything else in wrestling and mm-hmm. just leave it there. Because um, what else would you want to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe Impact, maybe. But that's... That'd be about the only impact. It's like if we if we see somebody that might still be in the wrestling business and they're you know they're not good enough for AW. It's like impact. That's yeah. probably the place for them. <laughs> Poor impact. Oh, uh, <laughs> they did um, it for themselves, man. Yes, it, it used to not be that way. Um, Quincy Elliott. Yeah, you're not gonna know this one. Uh, they I, were, I don't. They were an <clears throat> an NXT worker. Who's been around for well, four years? Um, they were uh, a trans worker, um, which was the big thing, and they were gay. Uh, they they didn't really do anything with them. They would have things here or there, but they really didn't do much with them. It was kind of more about the representation of having them around than anything else. I can see them doing fine on the indies, uh, GCW, MLW, but I I don't even see them going to Impact, uh, just because it doesn't fit with that kind of um, style of gimmick. I uh, so it's probably what you would see them on is is mm-hmm. on the higher end uh, indies, uh, you know, GCW, MLW, uh, NWA, something like that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to like like quickly go through these next few and I'll save the last two big ones, but I'm going to go quickly through them because I have no idea who they are. So yeah. we got Shanky. Uh, uh Shanky was part of that uh Indian tag team that um uh oh, what's his name? Was doing the mouthpiece for for a hot minute. Um it was him and uh oh god, can't remember the other guy's name. Uh it was in the tag team uh Beer uh, it was him and Veer were tagging uh for a while. Shanky was fine. Um, nothing to write home about. He was also in that big recruiting from India thing. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of Shanky, and he looks a lot like Jagger Lane. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm looking at at least from this picture that I'm currently looking at. I can see it. I can see it. Um, you have another one in that um, list too. Uh, the mm-hmm. Abdul Abai Fitzgerald. Uh, uh-huh. he also was from that big pool from uh, India recruiting. Um, never really made it onto the main, or never made it on even NXT. I think. Um, just kind of was there. Yeah. Um. You. You. Lisa Leon. Uh, female uh, NXT. Uh, I think she did NXT uh, UK for a hot minute, if I remember right. Um, she was a fine worker. I uh, really didn't see much for her gimmick wise or anything else. You didn't see a ton of her in general. Um, so obviously she was lacking in something. Uh, I could see probably working independence um, for a while, trying to get more mm-hmm. of a new name for herself. So, uh, Kevin Ventura Cortez? Uh, him and uh, Daniel MacArthur were some of the most recent pickups they did that were athletes 
uh, that they're trying to make into wrestlers uh, oh. that they did, uh, kind of like they did with uh, Bianca Belair. And uh, it worked for Belair. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, it did not work for these guys. I don't think they ever made that out of the PC. So, uh, Eichmann Jiro? Eichmann Jarl? Yes, that uh, guy. Yes, he's. Uh, you know how they, I am with the Japanese names. Is he Japanese? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, he, <laughs> Don't want to offend any. He was picked up from. Um, I think he was. I want to say he was working in the DDT in Japan beforehand, which is probably where he'll end up back at. Um, he was very good, very entertaining, but uh, he just never got over with the crowd. Um, he had some fun stuff, especially with Schism. Like recently, he. Uh, did some entertaining stuff. He's kind of like Tozawa, but for NXT. Gotcha. Uh, Brooklyn Barlow? Uh, Brooklyn Barlow. It's a woman's wrestler. Yes, it is. Uh, and I think she was another one that was on NXT. Um, barely made it out of the PC. Didn't do much. Probably same thing. If she stays around, it'll be independence. Um, I don't know a whole lot about her. So. Okay. And then uh, Bryson Montana. Uh, know anything about that guy? That one, not a clue. Okay, <laughs> at least I'm not the only one. Yeah. All right, now I'm I'm gonna go to the the last two here. Uh, one of your favorites, Matt Riddle. Oh. <laughs> I was not upset when they said this. Uh, Matt Riddle, though, was uh, it was a two for a thing. One, um, it was an easy way to clean the uh, bottom line out to release him. Because uh, they were paying him way much more than he was worth, um, and I'm a little surprised. But go on. It was more to do with the uh, the LAX incident that just recently happened. Um, yeah. If you hadn't heard, um, Stone that it was Gord, he had mentioned that he was uh, sexually assaulted by security at LAX, and then tried to take it back and said that it was you know it was you know, not as bad as he said it was. Blah, blah, blah. But it caused this whole controversy and everything else. The WWE took him off of TV for the couple of weeks and then just decided to let him go. Um, not terribly surprising, but he was actually let go two days, three days after this big leak. Yeah, he was people. kind of like the last one. Yeah. Really? Um, I wouldn't even directly call him part of this release, like big release, more of he was also released. Yeah. Um, one of the bigger names, though, um, that that got released because I I do feel like he's got value. I know you weren't a big fan of him. Um, I I think, I mean, can you imagine if we would have had Matt Riddle versus eventually versus Sam Punk? Can you imagine how that would have went? <laughs> I don't think my eyes could roll any harder and stay inside of my head. Oh man, the internet would be on fire. Uh, um, Riddle's totally going to Impact, or not to Impact, me, uh, totally over to AEW. As soon as oh yeah, they're going to pick up Riddle. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know they need somebody to fill that CM Punk spot. You know, I just he he won't get the push that Punk got, but no. but uh, he'll be he'll be a nice addition, I think. I I, um, I think he'll be fine over there, and then I can see him doing really well in matches with like. Dan, or Brian Danielson with oh, yeah. uh, Wheeler Yuta. That, because they have those stiffer styles, I think mm-hmm. he would do great. Um, he was really over in PWG, and AEW is kind of the um, 
big time spiritual successor to PWG. So it it makes the most sense to have him in that. I mean, he could wrestle Moxley and get into a blood fest. Totally. You know, it's a, it, I could totally see that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about, I, in my opinion, the biggest name yep. to be let go. Dolph Ziggler. 1,542 matches in his, what, 14 years in the company? He started in, uh, I think it was 07 at the company or something like that. Uh, somewhere around there. But yeah, it was it, it's insane. We're going to be for the first time in ostensibly two decades without Dolph Ziggler in the company. Yeah, um, he was one of those guys that, like, at one point, he was one of the best workers in the entire you know company, uh, and he was somebody that you know he got a lot of comparisons to Shawn Michaels to Kurt Hennig. You know, Mr. Perfect there. Uh and he kind of was like a honestly like a toss-up of both. Like if you if if Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels had a kid, there's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um but uh uh I I always enjoyed his matches. I, I he was a fantastic, you know, worker. Uh, you know, he'd always constantly try to steal the show, have good matches. Uh I think with him. There were a lot of fans that wanted him to leave because he wasn't getting used properly like a while ago. And then he re-signed a big contract. He he chose, you know, to stay with the security of WWE and the money rather than being a big star somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I think for him, honestly, I don't feel so bad for Dolph Ziggler. And here here's why. Number one, he cashed in. And got the big money contract, you know, and he 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 had that security, but now he's free. While he's he's not completely like washed up, where he could go to another company and instantly be a top guy. I I'll tell you right now what I would love to see in it is him go to AEW. Mm-hmm. His brother works in AEW, right? Does so it make sense? Uh, Ryan Namath, um, he could totally do. Uh, a tag team with him for a minute or even something like he could have his brother be like his wingman or he's his brother wingman to try and build him up right but the other big thing that a lot of people have been talking about if you look at a lot of the twitter posts after uh ziggler was let go was all of the other workers talking about how great of a guy he is Mm -hmm. but more importantly how great of a mentor he was for them i think if he goes to AEW and have him as an agent as well as a worker, that you would see a phenomenal change in the quality of the matches at AEW. I think that is the perfect role for him. Kind of, kind of in the Brian Danielson role. Exactly, exactly. Um, being able to do that, have the stability, like he could stay ostensibly living in Florida, which is where he's from. And doing, you know, the shows that he needs to go to do the shows on and working as an agent, but then like having stories with people to not per se have to get himself over, but to make people. That's really what he's been doing over the last, the last you know, seven, eight years is not even trying to get himself over, but to get other people, especially the last two years. Uh, they had that stuff with him and Mufasa Ali 
just recently when Mufasa was still up on the main roster, where he's like, why are you losing to this guy? Like, and they had the storylines where Mufasa's like, or uh, Dolph Ziggler's like, I'm, you know, I'm the show stealer. Uh, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm going to show everyone that I can be that guy. And they had this huge storyline to try and put somebody else over. It's, he's, he's great in that kind of role and everything else. And if they have him do a run where like, have him come in and then have him work and get the uh, TNT title and do a thing with the TNT title for a hot minute um, to then put somebody else big over or somebody new over. That would be such a huge thing for that other person and still give that love to Ziggler, um, whatever his name ends up being right. in AEW. I, honestly, he'll probably go by his real name. He'll probably be so. Nick Namath. Yeah. Um, I... I would love to see him be a staple on Collision and build up that show. With Brian Danielson and Dolph Ziggler as two of the top stars on Collision, I think that that would be excellent work rate-wise oh, yeah. for that show. Um, I'm already imagining the matches he could have. You know, him and Brian Danielson would be fantastic in there. Uh, him, you know, he could wrestle, you know... Adam Cole, and it would be fantastic. He could, uh, him and MJF, I think, would be fantastic. Um, could you imagine the uh, the the overselling and bump rate of him and Darby Allen? Yeah, can you imagine him in there with the Young Bucks? Right. You know, can, you know it's there. I mean, heck, you could put the Namath brothers against the Young Bucks. I'd watch it. Um, there's so many fresh matchups and matchups he hasn't had in a long time yeah. with, with wrestlers that uh, I think he could instantly uh, be an impact player, just not on impact. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's got a lot of opportunity going to AEW, and that's where I foresee him going to. Um, and they'll sign him too. They, I, him and Riddle, I think, are top of the probably top of the list for for who. AW would go after right now. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, like I said, I would put, I, I would probably have, if I was AEW, I'd also hire Shelton Benjamin, but mm -hmm. as an agent role, mm -hmm. um, more than anything else. And right. like an agent role, but like somebody is like, all right, uh, you know, somebody didn't make it. So throw Shelton out there kind of thing um, as a worker. Uh, mm -hmm. But definitely seeing Ziggler and seeing. Uh, or sorry, Nick Namath, uh, yeah. and having him and Matt Riddle being on AEW will only strengthen AEW. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly the ones that are the ones that are that have a lot left to give. They're going to end up somewhere, and it'll be just fine for them. So I'm not as sad as somebody where it'd be like, oh, their career's done. You know, they have their big run and they're done. Like Ziggler, you know, Nick Namath, he'll end up fine. Benjamin will end up fine. Riddle will end up fine. And I'm actually excited that now they get to have a fresh new set of opponents and a different, you know, basically change of scenery. Yeah. And it, it, it's ones like this on these releases. I'm not as worried, especially <laughs> with these big names, as I would have been five years ago. Um, well, yeah, when there wasn't an AEW or another place for them to go, really. Exactly. Like, they might make it the impact to go do mm -hmm. a hot minute there or something like that, but they probably wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. They'd probably just go work independence or go start a school somewhere or something like that. 
But oh. uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in you know 90 days uh, after their yes. uh, no competes go away. Sure. So yeah, right around right around the first of the year, probably. Yep. Or who knows? Maybe some of them get brought back, and we see a surprise return of Dolph Ziggler at the Rumble. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I guess time will tell. Right. All right. Well, Nikki, anything else to go on before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. I'm, you know, I thought it was an entertaining show tonight. So, uh, well, we did talk about a lot of crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, you know, we, we, you know, we talked about some crap and then we talked about a big release. So, <laughs> you see and what I did on there? That, on that note, guys, uh, let's go and talk about the upcoming shows for Devotion Championship Wrestling. So, now we just finished up September, and what a crazy September that was. We have an insane October coming up for us. Starting off with Halloween Bash, October 6th at Light Tree Studios, our next live taping for Fight TV. And that's already set to be a huge show. Uh, we sold a ton of tickets to FanX for that. So please go online to our social medias on Facebook, Devotion Championship Wrestling, uh, on Instagram, Devotion Championship Wrestling, on X slash Twitter, DCW Salt Lake City, and get your tickets now while they're still available. The next one coming up after that, we will be making our first show ever in Logan. Uh, follow us on our social medias to get the exact address because I don't have it here. Uh, but we'll be at Logan uh, October 14th. Uh, October 19th, we will be doing our very first Tussle Time, which is having the ring in the bar for Liquid Joe. So it will not be a bar fight. It will actually be a Tussle Time. And then we will have traditional Tussle Time up at Kamikaze's up in Ogden on October 21st. And then we have so much more shows going on coming up the rest of this year. It's just insane. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. Devotion pretty much has something going on almost every weekend or almost every other weekend. I don't think I've wrestled this much in, I don't know. I, 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 this is what I was doing. This is like a five years worth of my first five years of wrestling within like this year of wrestling. That's how much we've been doing. And I've been only working stuff for Devotion, really. Uh, it's insane on how much we've been doing. Devotion's just kind of hitting it on all cylinders right now, man, and going crazy. Uh, also, for all of the workers who are in and around Salt Lake City on October 6th at Halloween Bash, we are also doing a seminar with Sean Dean. Uh <laughs> Who is currently not only a fantastic worker, a fantastic worker, but he's also the current booker for ROH and for uh, Collision and for AEW Dark. So, if you guys want to be seen and have a chance to go on to ROH as well as AEW and have a great seminar, we're doing that right now. I believe it's fifty dollars for the seminar. And that will be on October 6th as well. Uh, that's also the day before October 7th. AEW is going to be here with Collision in Salt Lake City. So uh, Sean's really looking for people to help fill out some stuff for dark matches as well as stuff for Collision in general. So if you guys want to take that opportunity, 
if you guys think you guys have what it takes, go on to our social media again, Facebook, Instagram, Devotion Championship Wrestling on X slash Twitter, DCW Salt Lake City, and go ahead and get that seminar paid and meet us here for Halloween Bash. Lastly, if you guys have any questions about any stuff we talked about today, let us know your thoughts on all the stuff with the releases, everything else. You can reach out to us on our social medias, which is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Be Hero Media. Or you can go to BeHeroMedia.com, which is everything Be Hero Media. You can also reach out to me directly at Mike Burke DCW, Mike Burke DCW at Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, or on Twitter at Mike Burke Pro. You can also reach out to Psycho at Psycho Wrestling on the Facebooks. Oh, man. We took two weeks off. I forgot how we uh, ended this thing. Yes, yes. So. We'll get back in the groove. <laughs> That being said, guys, you should guys also be getting a new episode of Slightly Agitated this week as well. So we're going to try and go right back into the swing of things. That being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was definitely a fun episode and one heck of a way to end a busy, busy week for me. But you guys, for the rest of Be Hero Presents, this has been Psycho, this has been me, and this is us tapping out. Have a great night, guys. 